Jem was chopping wood. The sound of his axe cutting logs to stack against the side of the house for the coming winter rang comfortingly through the trees as V walked down the lane from where the bus had dropped her. She opened the wide front gate and pulled it back far enough to step into the path leading to the front door. The smell of late roses filled the air, but already the blooms had the brown-tipped petals that heralded autumn. She felt sad to know that their colour, perfume and beauty would soon be gone. Hello, Jem waved in greeting, a grin splitting his face. V waved back and pushed open the front door, which was never locked. She threw her coat and handbag over the newel post at the bottom of the wide stairs and called to her mother. May appeared at the top of the stairs, her arms full of clean bedding. A pregnant grey cat, watching V from the second stair, came down to meet her. You're home early? May paused, doubtless noticing V's worried expression. She left the pressed sheets on the landing table and continued down the stairs. It's not Jem and that blessed newly sharpened axe, is it? V put her arms around her mother. No, he's fine. I need to talk to you. She could smell the aroma of baking emanating from her mother's skin and wrap around pinafore. Sit down, Mum, while I make a cup of tea. She bent and patted the cat, which butted her head against her legs. Not had your kittens yet? The animal purred. May sat down at the scrubbed wooden table, a frown creasing her forehead. V shook the kettle, decided there was enough water in it, and put it on the stove. I think Jem should hear what I have to say. Going to the door, she called his name loudly. Otherwise, you'll have to explain to him later. There were no secrets between them. V couldn't remember a time when Jem hadn't walked up daily from the village where he rented a small terraced house near the church. He employed casual labourers for May when the crops were at their heaviest and needed harvesting. He took it upon himself to look after her cottage, and many times May had offered him a room at Honeysuckle Holdings, but Jem had always refused, aware of the tittle-tattle his living there with the two women would cause. He'd begun working for Honeysuckle Holdings about the time that May's mother had died of influenza in the pandemic just after the Great War. To V, Jem was like the father she had never known. August Schmidt had been killed shortly before the Great War ended. As he wiped his boots on the doormat, V saw Jem frown as he looked first at May, then back at the axe he'd set down against the kitchen skirting board. He pulled the door closed behind him. He was tall, with broad shoulders, dressed in corduroy trousers and a cotton shirt. He stopped near May and looked questioningly into her eyes. Sit down, Jem, said V. I've got something to say that will ultimately concern you and you, Mum. Going over to the agar, she picked up the brown earthenware pot and made the tea, careful not to spill any precious leaves. Leaving it to settle, she went to the bottom of the stairs and picked up her handbag. Without another word, she took out the documents and laid them on the table in front of her mother. May's eyes widened. For a while she sat quite still. Then she picked up the brown ration book bearing the name May Smith and stared at it. 
Her voice was soft, almost tearful, as she asked, Where did you get this? How? Jem had risen protectively, and now he stood behind May and whistled through his teeth as his hand reached for an identity card, which he scrutinized. These are forged, right? V nodded. Must have cost you a pretty penny. He let out a deep sigh. I've done something stupid, and I'm going to have to pay for it. At first, May didn't seem to be listening, because she said brightly, We can be like everyone else now. Then silence filled the kitchen, until she cried out, However, did you get hold of them? Before V could answer, Jem asked, Are you sure there's no one who knows you married Gus Schmidt? May shook her.